0: Welcome to The How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez.
1: Hi, and welcome to this episode of The How of Car Washing. This is David Begin. I got a great guest today, a guy that I'm always excited to talk to and be around. He's got such an infectious, optimistic attitude. And I'm going to let him kind of share with us what he does in terms of his car wash experience and how I him to kind of focus on customers and and, and some of the things they've done at their their car wash chain to build customers. I've got Jimmy Starnes. He's the owner and executive coach of Starnes and Associates Coaching. He started his company in 2012. He does a lot of different types of coaching. He does life planning. Uh, he works with a lot of individuals. He works with uh, large corporations and organizations and helps teams maximize their potential. Um, he's a super guy to be around. I love being around him. I always uh, feel inspired and feel better when I'm – he's one of these guys that I feel better when I'm around, and I, I love the opportunity to be with him. <laughs> he's a great speaker and motivator. Uh, you know, he, he, he works with uh, sales and leadership teams. Uh, he's, he's done that uh, for three global corporations – and uh jimmy lives in atlanta uh with his wife mandy and their two children and uh he's blowing and going and he's a, a owner of one of the owners of wash me fast and i'll let it kind of talk about that transition to the new company but uh, give me a little bit of background of your car wash experience jimmy so for our listeners
0: yeah david thank you so very very kind words first of all that obviously you know I'm not as good as you just said I was, but I do appreciate what you said.
1: (laughs) No worries. And,
0: and you know what's, you know, what's interesting. I, I fell in love with car washing. Well, I mean, as a kid, like, you know, your parents kind of, kind of set the stage, set the tone for like, you know, what, what they expect from your car and things like that. But I fell in love with it years ago. And then I had one of my best friends who was in the car wash business, Jim Dudley, um, Uh, who's well-respected in the industry and, you know, started Wash Away Thirst and you're you're friends with. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, six years ago, I think around six years ago, we connected and he was buying a new wash and he already, you know, had Wash Me Fast and owned Wash Me Fast. And then he was going to try to get in the full serve business. And that's where I entered the picture. And a lot of the way that I entered the picture, truthfully, was because of my executive experience and experience with leadership and things like that. But I was getting into a new industry as well, as you mentioned, which was executive coaching and, uh, and coaching in general. And we got together and uh, I was actually on a little sabbatical trying to get away and regroup and refigure out what I was going to do. And came back and he had actually purchased a car wash in my hometown of Alpharetta, Roswell. And that's how the story begins. And the neat thing was, we had no idea what we were getting into, but we knew that we were going to, we were up for the challenge together. And so the best way to describe what we did was, we knew we loved the industry, we knew we could work well together. We did not realize how hard full service was going to be, because I know we're going to talk a lot about Express today. But we did not realize how challenging that that was going to be. But at the same time, it helped us really get where we are today. So when we talk more about what Wash Me Fast has gone through and the merger uh, with Mammoth Holdings and combining all these amazing car washes together, Ultra Car Wash, Swifty Car Wash, um, Mark One Car Wash, um, PALS, all of them together, it's amazing how that all of those decisions back then kind of lead into where, where we are today. Thank you for having
1: me. No, that's exciting. I'm going to get you to kind of talk about that platform that's been built by Gary Dennis and the gang and talk about why that's different, but I I am excited about that. But you guys, you know, when when you were with Wash me fast, you guys really had an emphasis on customer service. I I was really impressed. while Listening to a couple of your talks at some of the ICA splash, uh, uh, group meetings that we had in new orleans and and uh, las vegas you did a great job of talking about customers and you guys really for whatever reason you really said we're going to be a, a organization that's going to focus on customers and customer service why did you do that what kind of prompted you to to do that
0: that's a great question um david so the biggest so for us our team to us was the most important, you know, Jim instilled that in all of us early on that we, we were going to hire the best people, uh, our general managers, our team, we were going to focus on leadership development. We're going to do all that stuff. And at the end of the day, we were going to, we we were just going to have this world-class culture and organization. Now, here's the interesting thing. So when you decide to do something like that for your own team, I think a lot of the reason that leaders do that for their own teams is because they know that if you hire the best and treat them better than anyone else in the industry, that they will treat your customers better than anyone else in the industry. So everything started with our culture internally, and then it motivated us to go external. So that, that is where the question, that's where we started the question of why, right? So we knew what we were doing internally. We were going to have the best organization ever of all time internally. But a lot of that, you know, kind of goes back to if you, if you do that well, then you can, you can be the best with your external, your customer that's coming in to get their car washed. And that's where that started.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting that you started from the standpoint of let's, let's hire the best people, let's take real good care of them, let's develop them as leaders, and they'll take care of the rest. Did you find that to be
0: the case for the most part? There's no question. I mean, that, that, so one, one of the best attributes of Jim Dudley and, and what we did together well was when you identify kind of that sweet spot in, in the, in the business world, but then you also identify like we, we didn't, we knew our mission, we knew our vision, we knew our values. Um, we knew how we were going to care for our team and that, you know, Jim and Allison do that just in daily life. Uh, and and, and I, you know, I'm the kind of guy that if I don't buy into that vision and, and don't believe in that vision, I can't do it either. So you've got that unification right off the bat. And then the best thing is, so when you bring people in and let them know, hey, we trust you, we love you, we have your back, and you're in charge. Yes, it absolutely changes the game in terms of customer stuff, because we're not micromanaging. We're not looking over the shoulder. We're not, I mean, obviously, we had goals and challenges and things like that. But we're saying we've hired you because you're the best. We, we know you can be the best. We'll pour into you. We'll develop you as a leader. We'll invest in you. We'll invest in your family. We'll invest in your leadership, growth, and development. But you are the, the one that is going to be in front of the customer all the time your team is going to be the team that is in front of the customer all the time let us get let us help you get to where you need to be to be uh, you know as healthy as you can be and then you go deliver on our brand promise that that changed the game for us
1: interesting interesting so what are some examples that you saw some of the extraordinary examples where you saw your employees really representing you and going above and beyond to take care of the customer.
0: Great, Yeah. Another great question. It's like you think about this idea of empowerment. So you think about when there's clarity around empowerment, you can have great results. And I, and I look at it this way. I had a friend teach me this years ago, but it's like, when you have, when you have clarity of vision, and you've got great systems and then you execute that you can deliver great results. So it's real simple, right? It's like, give give the team a great vision of where we're going and what we want, what what we want, you know, to see going forward, give them, you know, equip them with systems. You know, I mean, this is everything from our point of sale to merchandising, to pricing and you name all that stuff you know, and then help them, help them understand to how to execute, you know, scorecards and give them challenges and goals and fun things and, you know, bonus potential. You can deliver great results. And so when you put all of those things together with great leaders, you give them a platform to go do what they do, right? I mean, think about me and you, David. I mean, I, we could, me and you could probably both look back and think of times where we had great leaders that, that line, like did that for us, and we never forgot, right? And then we also can look back at times when we think of leaders that there was no vision, there was no system, there was no, what result were we trying to go for? We didn't even know what we were doing, and so how could we produce great results? And so I think what we tried to do at Wash Me Fast really well was to deliver all those things as best we could, as often as we could. And do it with a sense of care and and empathy, but also with a sense of challenge. We we realize that caring for our pe- hiring the best people and caring for them, those are great components. But when someone is under challenged and underutilized, you don't see great performance. And so yeah, we listen, we we were we were the kind of people that wanted to win championships. And we and we chose the general managers. That we thought could we could do that you know with and that could be the best at doing that and then we gave we tried to give them the platform to do that and that essentially it could have been in car washing it could have been in fast food it could have been in I mean you you name the industry right any industry we always knew we could be successful if we had that in mind and, and also remember we we thought about this as a greater purpose right so in doing all that, it's, it's, it's all great. But we also remembered that we were going to care for people that, that needed help in the world as well. And so we had this nonprofit component as well. And so you give people all that stuff, but then you give them a bigger why and, and, and that kind of sense. And it, it really, you can get some great stuff done.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. I I love to hear you talk about that because, you know, I want to have a great organization and I want to have a great team and I want to empower them as well. And, you know, it's interesting how you kind of approach it from, you know, give them a vision, give them good systems, let them execute on those systems and you'll see amazing things happen. So I think that's, that's a, it's an exciting idea and it inspires me to sort of take a look at, you know, how we manage our business and how we manage our, our customers. Um, but things are changing as far as the interaction between retail organizations and, and customers. And you know we're starting to see the advent of social media. And we're, we're, it, it's, getting, it's getting hard for a lot of people to, to deal with the average customer because of their expectations. What are some things you think that are changing and what do you think people expect when they come to a car wash? What are their expectations? Whether it's full service or exterior express, either one, but what do you, well, what do you think they expect and then why do we sometimes in the car wash industry seem to fail to deliver on that because it's it's a very emotional environment it's a very passionate environment you're dealing with people's vehicles which you know you're just not making them a cup of coffee which you can remake very quickly but you're dealing with their vehicles and kind of speak to that whole dynamic and some of the challenges we have in the car wash industry
0: so I think, that, I think that is one of the greatest questions that we are facing today as leaders and owners and investors and coaches, right, in the this, in this sense. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it real clear, and then I'll explain it. I, one of my great friends and great, the great leaders I've, I've ever been around said this the other day, and he said stress is created when expectations exceed results, right? So okay, Yes. Yeah, so let me say it again. Stress, ex, stress in an individual is created when expectations exceed results. Now, the best thing about our business is we try our best to set, I mean, those of us who are doing this really well, and I don't mean anything bad to other to others but those of us have been in it as long as me and you have and you've been in it way longer than me we understand like if we don't set clear expectations we don't have a chance of delivering great results right right so this this is the interesting thing every time a customer comes in new or like you know a new customer a part-time customer or like a regular if they don't understand the expectations of like we have a very, very, very slim chance of delivering great results, right? I'll give you, I'll give you two examples. My mom and stepdad uh, are great examples of, they wash their cars at least once a week. They understand what's going to happen. We, they, they come from the full serve business and now they've shifted over to, you know, wash me fast and mammoth because that's what we do in the express. But, they understand what's going to happen, how much it costs, the deliverable, and then what happens afterwards, right? Everything happens in the tunnel. They stay in the car. They don't get out of the car anymore. And then they, ha- they can spend time vacuuming, and wiping the windows down, wiping the car down, all those different things. Great stuff. Because the, when my parents get most frustrated is when we just don't deliver on that expectation. Now, the person that has, you know, a, an older vehicle that's been sitting under a, a, a tree and has sap on the top of it and on the windows and the rims are rotting and, and all of those different things are happening and they come to us and let's say they see all the packages available, $7, $10, $15, whatever, 25 They think... Oh, my goodness, if I just pay the $25, my life will be great again. What? Where we missed on communication was, listen, that's not true. We can't deliver. Your expectation of what's about to happen versus what we can deliver and our result is is incompatible. We, <laughs> If we could catch you and tell you that immediately, we would. But the reality is we can't. And so now you've got one level of expectation where someone is getting a great deliverable on brand promise and one where, and I'm giving you opposite ends of the spectrum, obviously here, David, but like that, that's the component. And you haven't asked me this question yet, but I know that you will. And so I'll, I'll tell you this too. We have to also remember that there are three different really types of people in the world and I'll, and I'll define them real fast. (laughs) No offense to any of them, but we have to understand as leaders and and owners and managers that they exist. And so when you've got those two components and then you've got an evil person, a foolish person, and a wise person visiting your wash, you have to very clearly understand that one comes with harm and destruction in mind. And I hate to say it that way, but they just do. And and that's where they're at in life. Right, and you have, you know, and, and we, you know, we can talk, we'll talk about it later, I'm sure, but the foolish person, the second one, so the evil person comes, and, it, and it's very dangerous, and we have to be very, very proactive, and we have to be very protective of our teams, and our staff, and our training on how to deal with this. Now, now we, and then I've got some ideas, but we have a way of doing this, you know, in our current system. The foolish person is not terribly bad, they're just they're really, honestly, they're uninformed and they, their expectations are never, they're going to always be higher than the result we can deliver. At the same time, they, they want to they still participate in the game, right? And then you have the wise person, which is the one that comes in and, and they, you know, if, if, if they don't get what they expected, they will have an honest conversation with us. And we have a chance to recover in style, as my buddy Rocky Crossland always says from Miles Car Wash. You know, we have a chance to listen in a healthy relationship and respond and and do great, right? Where I find most of the negative stuff comes from is the person that comes in with bad intentions and then the person that leaves without communicating in a healthy way.
1: That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's very, very interesting. I like the way you broke that up into three categories because I think it would be great to kind of train my employees to say, "Okay, we got to categorize these people as there's there's a there's a bad person, there's somebody who's uninformed, and there's somebody who wants to work with us." And we've got to, you know, and I think I think it would be very helpful because my my employees take it very hard when somebody's screaming and yelling at them. Um, and, and a lot of times it's difficult to train an employee how to handle the bad customer. I mean, there's just a lot of bad customers out there. There's a lot of people that are frustrated, their lives aren't going well, and they want to take it out on somebody. And, and unfortunately, if something goes wrong with their car or, like you said, the results, you know, are much below their expectations, you know, they're just angry and, and they, they want to get it off their chest. And it's hard for my guys right. to, what, to, to deflect that and not take that
0: personal. Right. And that, you know, that, that is really the challenge. And I think the better that we do with understanding that that that's what I would tell you, like from the coaching side of my, of my background, what I would say is like, even just understanding that those three people, those three personalities exist, helps our leaders, then helping our leaders understand that, Hey, listen, when you're dealing with an evil person and, and the, I'll, I'll tell you this, like, when you're dealing with an evil person i i'm not joking when i say the police should probably be involved as quick as possible right as ca- the camera systems and all that stuff are great but our our team should never feel the weight of the of the of that person that comes in to do harm the foolish person we can train them to deal with right we can give them we can give them great tactics and strategy and then the wise person we really can say hey look 95 percent of the time you're going to be able to really resolve the issue and, and that that truly is the case and I'll tell you this we take such good care at wash me fast and mammoth of our um, of our police men and women and and service men and women and things like that that a lot of times they will defuse situations when it comes to evil and foolish. but at the same time you're exactly right like we as leaders have to get better at helping people understand that there are going to be those instances and there's nothing that our team did or that, that that they could have done better to to do that except for, you know, get the right authorities involved. And I I hate to say it that way because we have to take responsibility for our team as well. Right. I mean, if our team has, you know, our team could be in those same three categories. Right. So to be very careful to, to know like, you know, we, with our staff, let, let's let evaluate in that same, you know, in that same component, but I can give you examples, and it makes me really sad, and the, the saddest days that I have are when my best team members call me, and they've been, you know, they've been made fun of, they've been uh, shamed, they've been racially, I mean, just attacked, I mean, y- you name all these things, and and th- and those are things that should never happen, and they don't happen because of the car wash. They happen because of the individual involved. Yeah, that makes makes a lot of sense.
1: This episode of the How of Car Washing is sponsored by Focused Car Wash Solutions. Focused Car Wash Solutions is your complete guide to having a successful business in the car wash industry. Whether you are a new investor or a seasoned operator looking to make improvements, the experienced team at Focus. Can help you every step of the way. For more information, please go to focusedcarwash.com. Are we seeing a general degrading of civility in our society? I don't, you know, it seems like this is a more recent phenomenon where people feel like, and I think social media might be fueling this, where people feel like they can say whatever they want, however they want, and they feel entitled to be able to do that. Are you are you feeling that as kind of a society that the word general? And the other part of this I want to point out is, out of 100 customers, 99 are great, right? But it only takes four or five of those one percenters to really make your your day difficult.
0: Yeah, let me let me answer this. And I'll give I'm going to give you two I'm going to give you two ways just just in my observation. So as a leader, like what do we do? We observe, right? We observe and we learn and we grow. Um. I will say this. Essentially, my thought process behind that is this. When someone does that, what I always ask is, what does their track record show? So, and I hate to use other brands in this, but if someone comes in and, and they really are uh, attempting to do harm, did they do that at at the burrito place they went to early, you know, did they do that at most did, at McDonald's that, have they done that where they bought their recent pair of shoes or jeans. So I kind of always kind of look at that as, as a perspective, or are they just having a bad day? I mean, I think we do. I think we've got to use data to our advantage in that situation in the sense of sometimes people are having a bad day. Sometimes it's a pattern. Okay. If it, if it's a pattern, I, I'm very, very concerned. And you're, and you're right. That's, I think that's the question you're asking about social, but it's like, yeah, if it's a pattern, then I get very concerned and I get very protective of my team, my staff, right? The second thing I'll tell you is this. In my former life when I was an executive dealing with uh, Home Depot and Lowe's and companies like that, you know, um, we, always, we always laughed at the fact that we would set up the store experience around the one percent, and here's what I mean by that: 99% of people coming into a store to look at power tools or, or fun things at Home Depot are not going to steal the product off the shelves. One percent will. However, as at, in the merchandising strategy, we started realizing, my goodness, if we don't, if we don't protect the space and the tools then then they're all just going to go because people are going to the one percent is going to rule the day now what frustrates me about that is this should never be the case the reality is healthy people satisfied customers and 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 wise customers don't they're not the ones leaving the reviews they're not the ones you know high-fiving your team on the way out tipping um you know, bringing pizzas in, they're, 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 not that it's, it's the ones that are not, you know, that, that we would go back to it. They're the ones that are stressed and whatever emotional state they're in, their expectations have not, you know, that they've exceeded their results are the ones that me and you and our teams are dealing with.
1: And right. that's
0: very challenging, especially behind, and I'll say this very clearly, We've made it easier for people to do things like that because they don't have to have a face-to-face interaction. They can go home or sit in their car and get on their phone and leave a Google review, a Yelp review, or something like that, and never have to have a conversation. That is the thing we've got to deal with in our society in the future. We have to teach people about how to have healthy relationships with other people, we, we do, we absolutely do. I agree with that.
1: No, I think it's a great, great point. I think it's, and I think that's, I think the fact that we don't have to face somebody anymore empowers people to act in ways that they would not normally act. And I think as a society, we're gonna have, we are gonna have to deal with that because it's gonna, we're gonna have some major unintended consequences for that. So you've given me a, one good idea of quickly categorizing the customer. Give me two or three other things you think would be good for an employee how how do you get them so they're not feeling bad about themselves after that experience?
0: Well, there's two there's two things that, that, that we try to teach in our organization that are critical to to and, and you use the word feeling, right? So we we always want our employees and team members to know who they are, number one. I mean that so just that understanding that what someone else does or says, it, it, it will temporarily impact you. There's no question about that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like it doesn't determine who you are. That's, that's number one. And then, two, that, 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 that we, we are behind them. We are for them. We're with them, you know, essentially. And so I hate, I hate it that great team members feel the full weight of evil or foolishness, I hate that because and and, and they don't. I mean, they, our team members that on our team have to feel that, but they know that I'm I'm a phone call away, and they have full access to tell any customer. Right, you know, right now we're just we're going to take a timeout. I mean, these are great like emotional resource materials. Like we're going to take a timeout. We're going to take your information. And this is just blown way out of proportion. And, you know, Jimmy back in the day, would be Jimmy or Jim is going to give you a call. And me and Jim would evaluate that. And I'll I'll tell you, once someone has the time to call that, uh, you know, calm down, and we get a chance to call them a lot of times, you know, it was just a bad day. It's not that they were evil. It's not that they meant harm. It's that they were just having a bad day. They didn't feel heard, you know, things like that. And so, Helping our employees understand that they're valuable that they're valued that they're uh, that they're amazing people and things like that that's one thing and then letting them know, look, you don't have to bear the full burden of this you know we're here to help you through that I think those I think those are two important things yeah,
1: I think those are very good points in helping helping do that so well, also, I'm going to ask one more customer question. I don't want you to talk about uh, Ultra and Mammoth, and and tell us yeah. about that.
0: But yeah, well,
1: what 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 do you think customers want when they come to the car wash? What is it that they're looking for? Yeah,
0: you know, that's interesting. I mean, let's go back to the let's go back to the great conversation we've had around expectations and results. Right? It's like Gary Dennis said this, and he said it brilliantly. But it's like we don't sell anything but clean, you know, it's like, we're not, we're not selling a car, we're not selling car washing or whatever. I mean, the reality is when they come, they, they, they've got, if they've got a problem or an issue or whatever with their vehicle, and then they want it clean, you know, when they leave. And so I think when we think about, especially on the express side you know I think where we've got to really get better and and where we're headed into the future is just helping people understand that perfection is impossible, but we will do whatever it takes to deliver on our brand promise. I'll give you an example. If clean is the goal and perfection is impossible, and you come through, you know, and, and one of our pieces of equipment is down, or the tire shine machine decided not to work that day, or, you know, we leave soap on the right side of your car. That our team is equipped to say, we didn't deliver on our brand promise of clean, and we'll take care of that. And and that, I think that's a big thing in our industry is, I think a lot of people come through expecting perfect, which which again, I think is just crazy. And and I don't mean that in a bad way. You know, some people may think it's perfect. Some people may not. It's, it's a sliding scale that just, you just can't get it right. But at the same time, I think that at the end of the day, when we, we're going to clean your car, we're going to do it well. We're going to deliver on what we said we were going to do based on what package that you bought. And if we did not, then we're, we will make sure, and our goal before you get off the lot, is that we have a chance to interact with you in a healthy way and deliver on our brand promise, whether that's rewashing it that day or just saying, hey, we're going to give you a coupon or we're going to do this over time. But in the industry, trust, like building that trust with that customer is where we've got to get to in the future.
1: I think that's good. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You know, I kind of consider when I look at the exterior express, which is most of us, you know, there's still a lot of full service, but exterior express to me i call it the fast casual of car washing so it's the Holy, right. you know type of fast casual restaurant right. or it's a southwest airlines right it's it's a, it's a right. airlines version of what the airlines do and those people do a great job of meeting expectations now if your expectations are you're about to hop on air emirates right <laughs> and you're up on a southwest <laughs> airlines you're, you're going to be disappointed but most people have such a high customer satisfaction of southwest and Herb Keller died this this week which which is sad to hear cuz he was, he was really changed the entire airline industry and really really uh, did did a lot of great things and he was you know I was a Dallas guy and I was flying Southwest in the early 80s which which, which was fun when when it was first getting started but um but they they're, they're a great example of setting the right expectations but they meet their expectations and the one thing I try to preach to my leadership team is we need to be consistent in the way we approach things and if we're not consistent that's where people get frustrated that's where we end up having worse customer service because my guys try a lot of times try to do things that we don't do we don't do extras like we, we won't personally clean your vehicle ourselves but so once of while we we'll get an employee that wants to do that and it makes the
0: situation worse instead of better right and you're, you're exactly right. You used the best word that we could in our industry, which is consistency. What do me and you expect every time we go to our favorite places? We expect
1: consistency. Consistency.
0: I don't need, you know, okay, I'm, I'll use a fun, you know, I think Longhorn Steakhouse is a national brand, but it's like it I don't need, I don't need the, the best steakhouse in America experience when I go to Longhorn what i need is consistency yeah right right i now, now the two times a year me and you get to go right cuz we're celebrating something we get that that other experience but at longhorn any one of them we go to we want the same experience level of service food beverage pricing the whole thing right i think that is a that that wisdom that you just gave i think is is the key to the to what we're doing in an express that is critical the word consistency
1: right right and when people have misguided expectations it's our job to try to explain to them what it is and more importantly what it's not and and, yep. and you know and I, i've got a colleague here in colorado who does a great job he he actually tells people that sometimes this model is not the best model for them he goes well maybe this isn't the right type of car wash for you if your expectations are this then we probably recommend you go to a full service car wash where you can get all the right. extra things. And, and he's, right. he's very polite about it, but I was kind of shocked when he taught me that he did that because it's like not all, of, most of people are going to be very satisfied with what we do, but not everybody. And, and if they're not happy with it, then we need to guide them in a direction where they're going to be happy.
0: hundred percent, hundred percent
1: agree. So tell me about mammoth. Tell me what, what that's about. And tell us about the platform.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll tell you, I think, you know, this is a vision of a lot of great leaders over a long period of time. So, and, and I'll, I'll mess it up if I try to name everybody, but, um, you know, you know, you know, Gary and Chip, you know, very well. And, you know, Jim very well. And that, that was, you know, my part of it, you know, I mean, you know, Marcus and, you know, Frank and Rob from, um, Swifty and, you know, and there's, and, and, and there's others. And, you know, the interesting thing about the mammoth experiences from our side, you know, w- with working through this with Jim, you know, there, there, there are multiple times in life where you get opportunities presented to you. There's not multiple times in life where you get opportunities presented to you with people that you just trust. And you know that your values will, will connect, your cultures will connect. Um, your, your staff has, and your team has the ability to thrive and have better opportunities in the future that then we could have given them as a, you know, a family owned business, you know, so you, when you look at what is going on in, in the mammoth, um, you know, uh, merger and acquisition and, and, and the future of the business, you know, I will say this, there's not, there's not any anyone else that Jim would have trusted more than Gary Dennis and Chip Hackett and the and Marcus and, and the other team members, you know, Rob and Frank and everyone else, but where you can align and then you can give your team uh, the, this, this beautiful benefit of, of future potential. You know, there, the business that we have was great. I mean, there, you know, people look at us and they're like what are you doing this is amazing but then when something comes along that can make it better and better for your team and better long term i think that's where you really start to evaluate
1: i think that's super i think that's terrific so I'll, I'll throw out a challenge question and then we'll end here yeah yeah so what how do you keep that together as mammoth grows Uh, that's why I'm still here
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, thank you thank you for promoting me for no 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 kidding but but, you know one of the things me and Gary and Jim and 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 the team really discussed of you know what what we're going to do but like you know one of two of two of my my only two initiatives truthfully inside of this is culture which means how do we you know how do we continue to create a world class organization where our team and our culture is a competitive advantage so that that's one of the things that keeps me excited and up at night and 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 truthfully that why why i'm still on this team and then two the, the second one is is club so we 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 always think about you know you have to have something driving your economic engine to get to that bigger thing right so Clubs for us, you know, uh, unlimited clubs are, are fantastic. And I, and I love that because it's progress, it's movement, it's, it's serving our customers well and helping people, you know, have great jobs and great incomes and great lives. But then it's this culture piece that it's, I would say at the end of the day, if, if we can do those two things well, if we can create and, and cultivate a world class thriving culture on the team side, the club's business and all that stuff will take care of itself. That's my thought process. But that's what get that's what keeps me connected and in the car wash industry is I love that. I, I I'm fascinated by it. And I think it's like it's worthy of a unique contribution to an industry I, I i'm i'm all in you know i think it's all great in.
1: that's fantastic <laughs> i get
0: excited listening to you jimmy i
1: mean i've always always <laughs> have you know you always inspire me and uh your infectious enthusiasm is inspiring but if people want to find out more information about your organization and find out about you what's the best way for them to get a hold of you
0: yeah it's easy just you can go to jimmy dot com j j i m m y s t uh, a r n e s dot com and uh you can put in anything you want. My team, my team will respond, and or you can just email me directly, just at you know Jimmy, J I M M Y at jimmystarns There you go. Great, Jimmy. Thank you so much. It's been a
1: pleasure, and we're going to continue our conversation at another time. But thanks so much for joining us.
0: Thank you for listening to the How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on the How of Car Washing.